How you? are you? Oh, I'm good. I'm good. You're vaccinated now. I am fully vaccinated. Mm-hmm. I had quite the day. Um, I'm still wearing my sticker, as you can see, and my Band-Aid. Full vax. Full vax. Full vax. It was a really special moment. I cried. I almost cried a little. I did cheer up. There's this giant sign in the Javits Center where you can write notes to thank healthcare workers. Aww. It was just really beautiful. That is really beautiful. I officially have an appointment. Well, I have two. My first is at 2.15 a.m. at the Brooklyn Army Hospital. I don't quite know. Yeah, that seems like a lot. I also just like don't know how you go places at yeah. 15 a.m. The subways do not operate as well. You would have to Uber. I don't want to do that. Anyway, excited to even have the possibility of being vaccinated. Should we say hello to the counties? I think it's time. <laughs> okay. Well, welcome to counter-programming, folks. This is the podcast where we bring you stories with the word count or counter in the title. And you may have noticed that we're doing things a little bit differently today. Why is that, Shira? Well, <laughs> we have... You know, we've been at this podcast since last April, right when the pandemic began. We needed something to counter all of the grim COVID news. And, you know, thankfully, with the vaccine, it feels like we are turning a corner, although there is still a lot of grim news that needs countering. And we wanted to try something new today. We wanted to switch it up. We Maybe test. Yeah, we wanted to see if we still got it. Yeah, if we can kind of go off script a little bit. No, never too much. So, counties, full disclosure, we have a very bare-bones skeleton script for you. But we're really excited today to be discussing something near and dear to my heart. And, of course, that has the word counter counter in the title. Shira, what is it? We're discussing tally counters. Tally counters. And you might be wondering what that is. Here is my association with tally counters. <clears throat> Taking the train into the city as a kid... When you get out of Grand Central and you're walking up into the large vestibule area with the beautiful sky that looks like a constellation, there are people who are standing there with what are called tally counters, but I thought for a long time were called population clickers, and they are counting the number of people who are commuting every day on the train. All that data is aggregated later, and that's how we get the numbers of, like, how many people have commuted that year, or, like, is it going down from year to year and things like that. Those are tally counters. It's a pretty wild job to like just stand there and click. I actually, I was tally counted earlier today. Tell us. So I decided that in honor of my vaccination day, I would take a vacation day from work. Not a sick day, a celebratory vacation day. So my roommate, Jen and I, we had a lovely brunch. And then we walked along the High Line, which leads directly to the Javits Center, which is the big convention center in New York where the vaccinations are being distributed. The High Line was formerly a railroad track. Abandoned railroad. It's an abandoned railroad that was turned into a really nice walkway with art exhibits and cool apartments and architecture along the way. It's like really futuristic. It's, it's pretty wonderful. So we walked along there, and when we climbed up the stairs to enter the High Line, there was a guy sitting there, and I watched him click his little tally counter and count us. Two clicks for us. Well, I'm so glad that we both have associations with tally counters. But before we go more into it, this is kind of the teaser, folks. We want to tell you real quick about what's going on with the rest of the counter programming season, and then we'll really get into what tally counters are the history of them, some examples in pop culture. I don't know if that's actually a thing, (laughs) if tally counters are adequately represented in pop culture. (laughs) But for Shira, what's the rest of our season look like, season two of counter-programming? 
So we have some exciting things planned for you, counties. We are releasing a crossover episode with Every Day is a Food Day, and we're talking all about county fairs and the foods that you eat at county fairs and the history of county fairs, and it will make your mouth water. Oh, yeah, with so much sugar. But you will need to eat fried Oreos after listening to this episode. That's all I'll say on that. After that, we are going to release a few episodes on counts and countesses, real life ones. Last time, well, I guess, no, we did cover some real life ones. But we did cover a lot of um, fictional counts. So this will be um, some real people. Yes, in our last season, we did have a series on counts. However, this time I think we're going to Sophie, Countess of Wessex. Mm -hmm. We're going to talk about what a Viscount is in real life, but as it relates to Bridgerton. That's kind of our tie-in over there. Yes. And then our final episode will be... Before our finale. Yeah, before, of course... (laughs) Of course, we, we will give you a grand finale. We Don't have a, you worry, County. We have a lot of ideas, and we might never really reach the finale, but we'll see. <laughs> but our last Count episode will be the long-awaited interview with my cousin Remy, and we'll talk about some other Jewish Counts and Counters, because as you know, we have skirted around Judaism and counting in many of our episodes, and I think we're... You all deserve who we really are. Yeah. You deserve us to go really in-depth on this. So for one episode only, we will be diving into Jewish counts. We are so excited to have Remy on the show. She's been our biggest fan. One, for sure. Is she Gen Z or even, like, younger than that? I don't know. I don't know what years Gen Z I don't really believe in this generational divide situation. However, what I will say is... I do appreciate Remy's listening, bringing down our demographic. Thank you, mm-hmm. Remy. It's not that I I don't agree necessarily with there being tension between the generations. However, I do think it is helpful to categorize the population in that Fine. way and to help us like define generations because I think there are differences between millennials and Gen Z. I don't think there needs to be a war between these two generations. We're not that no. different. No, we're not that different. Sometimes I look good with my hair in a side part, and sometimes I look good with it in the middle. And I actually have never looked good in a middle part, so I will not be participating in that. It would be, <laughs> I like, the thought of it makes me nauseous, of me I, in a middle part. <laughs> can you do it for the counties, please? I will do it for you privately. I don't even think I'm comfortable doing it for the counties. <laughs> I love you counties, but I don't think we want to see that. What if it were private Patreon feed? Oh, would you guys pay, people pay for that? <laughs> If people want to pay extra for me with a middle part, yeah, I would absolutely do that. I know. Anything for the money. Come on. (laughs) We're capitalists here. Let's do it. Let's talk about tally counters. Are you ready? I am really excited to learn from you about this topic because you just love population counts like no one else I know. And so I am just ready to absorb your knowledge through this squadcast. (sighs) Shout out. Very good. Well... (laughs) Before we go into the history, let me describe to you what a tally counter looks like, just for folks who maybe have never seen it before. So they can look like a lot of different things. Sometimes they look like a stopwatch. Sometimes they look just like almost like a tape measure that has little clicker on it that you depress and then it comes out. You depress and then it comes out. And then there's usually four slots for numbers. So I guess it counts up to 9999, 9999. 
They can come in all sorts of different colors, but the traditional and old school looking uh, tally counter is usually black and white or gray and black. And that's just a quick overview of what a tally counter looks like. Have you seen Soul, Ariel? No. So it's a new like Pixar movie that came out this year. And there is one guy's job is to count all the souls who are going into heaven And he has this little, it's not a tally counter, but it's these little beads that he slides, similar to a tally counter. Like an abacus? Similar to an abacus, but kind of combo tally counter abacus for our purposes. And and he notices one is missing and like one number is off and he's never been off before. And that is the drama of the movie Soul. Uh, I don't want to spoil anything for you. I highly encourage you and the counties to watch it. It sounds like a gorgeous film. It, it's actually, like, really beautiful. Okay, maybe that will be the first county outing. I know we've been talking about outings for a long time, but I think I would love to see, like, soul projected onto the side of a building, and all the counties are welcome. Yeah, that and Count of Monte Cristo, of course. Of course. That was a great movie. <laughs> it was an incredible movie. It would be so good on a big screen. Continue. Oh my God. Sorry. Tell okay. me more about the, the tally counters. Okay, so here, let me give you a description of a tally counter from our best friend's Wikipedia. Here we go. A tally counter is usually cased in metal, like I said, and is cylindrical in shape, like I said. Gosh. Nailed I it. I didn't even need Wikipedia. <laughs> but... Part of the circle is flattened out and contains a window of plastic or glass, like I said. Damn it. Inside the counter are a number of rings with the numbers 0 to 9 in descending order going clockwise. Well, here we're getting into kind of like the mechanism inside the tally counter, so this is helpful. Most counters have four such rings, allowing the user to count up to, like I said, 9,999. So I think... You know, we know what it looks like. We know how it functions. Let's talk a little bit more about how tally counters are used, Shira. Okay? So we gave two examples just a moment ago. When you're coming off the train, it's a population counter. When you're going onto the high line, which during... I know during the weekend, during COVID, you have to reserve your place ahead of time on the high line because it gets so crowded. Interesting. So I wonder why they were counting you now. I guess just generally to... I think there, it seems like the few times I've done it during COVID, I think there are limits on how many people can be on the high line at any given time. So I don't know, though, what happens. Like, if they hit their max on the tally count, do they just, like, not let people on? Or do they, like, go and kick a few people off? I think they don't let people on or, I mean, it's so cool. The people who work for the Highline, they get these, they get really nice swag. They have like really (laughs) nice jackets during the winter. (laughs) Anyway, use cases for tally counters. The main application is as a people counter, like I said, stadiums, concerts, there are going to be people whose job it is, is to use the tally counter. Sounds like an incredible job. Amusement parks that can only hold a certain number of people. They can also be used for traffic analysis. So maybe you have a tally counter, a person holding a tally counter who sits at an intersection and counts the cars that goes by, something like that. They can also be used for scientific research or counting inventory and on industrial lines as well. So how many products are going by per hour, per second, per things like that. My concern, if I were to have that job, is that I think I would get distracted and just, like, focus on the clicking, but not, like, counting things that I'm clicking. Yeah. (laughs) Just, like, clicking, clicking, clicking. The good news there is that, especially if you are a tally counter over a long period of time, it's more of an average situation. 
you're not going to get an exact number. You can't count every single person who passes by you on the Metro North train station going from, you know, the train that gets off at Grand Central. You can't count every single person. But you're going to average all those numbers, all those counts together over a year, over five years, and you're going to get a nice downward trend, upward trend. Maybe it stays steady, that kind of thing. I think, um, generally speaking, I don't think that you're, as a tally counter, you're like deducted if you don't get a perfect number. Yeah, and I feel like it's one count of many. Like, they're also keeping track of how many tickets are sold for the trains or things like that. So they're able to take all of that data and give us, you know, semi-accurate counts. 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 Counting. So this is super cool. A little bit about the history of tally counters. So they history. They've (laughs) also been used in religion to count prayers, often replacing traditional prayer beads. So let me tell you a little bit more about that. I'm intrigued. Me too. Okay. So there's a religion within Hinduism called Sri Vidya. And Sri Vidya initiates often use tally counters to keep track of the number of repetitions of the Mula Mantra into which they are initiated. I see. Another religious group that uses tally counters are the Sikhs. Many Sikhs will use tally counters to keep track of the number of times that they chant the Mula Mantar. Buddhists will also use them tally counters, of course, to track the number of times that they count mantras. A lot of different religions seem to be using tally counters to track the number of times that they sing. That is definitely a use case that I did not think of. Yeah, that I that had not occurred to me. I have not seen that used in Judaism yet, because we always have to tie it back to Judaism, of course. But it does make sense. Like, it's easier, you know, only one person has to hold it. It's not like prayer beads, so where you need right. a lot of them. I feel like that one, though, that the count would need to be more accurate, but I also think it would be easier to get an accurate count. Yes, yes, most likely. Maybe you have somebody really on the tally counter who makes sure of that. Yeah. I want to go to the National Museum of American History, the Smithsonian specifically. Here's what we're going to talk about. Counters. Counting devices are some of our earliest computational devices. Very exciting. We can't talk about mechanical inventions without talking about the inventors of mechanical inventions, right, Shira? No, we must give everyone credit. Must. So in the 19th century, there were several inventors who patented mechanical counters. Paul Stillman in 1854 and Daniel Davies and Edward Wright in 1876, they all patented improvements in rotary measurements. And these are the types of things that were used in revolution counters for steam engines. So what makes them go round and round and round revolution? In 1874, Alexander Atkinson patented a counting register to help track quantities in grain. So we're talking the industrial times when we had to keep track of all these things because capitalism. Because of many things, you know, the industrial revolution, the move towards mechanizing a lot of industry. In the 1880s, because of these inventors, among others, Americans started to benefit from having increased leisure time. And that we can kind of attribute to tally counters. Thank you, tally counters. Thank you. Yeah, really grateful for you. Except for then other inventions came around that took away our leisure time. So it's like, so I guess we don't say thank you to tally counters. Our ancestors say thank you to tally counters. We say, here we are. Here we really are. (laughs) I, I don't have interactions with tally counters, but I could see them being useful in some of the jobs that I've done. Like what? Well, when I managed um, office buildings, like it's important to know how many people are in there. And so if we had a tally counter at the front desk, 
when we were counting away, we would have known without having, like, if there was ever an emergency, we would know That's exactly how many people. I mean, there are other ways that we could have figured out who is in the building and, like, other yeah, security but, procedures. But, but this episode is not about those other ways. Yes, exactly. And those things don't involve counting or counters. Ergo, <laughs> they are useless. <laughs> Thank you to the Smithsonian Museum for sharing those facts with us. Mucho appreciated. And one day we can take a county field trip down to the Smithsonian and see some of these real life counters. So I think we're going to say goodbye to tally counters in just a few moments. But before we do, I wanted to share that there are a few apps in the Apple App Store for for tally counters. You can get a free tally counter. It's called Counter Tally Counter in the App Store. Just search Tally Counter in the App Store. Very exciting. And that's developed by Digital Number Counter by Tefik Yusek. So thank you so much to Tefik Yusek for this free tool that people can download and count whatever they want to count. I will say, counties, you're probably shocked by this, but we're actually not sponsored by any of these tally counters. We probably should have reached out for sponsorships, but um, we're not that proactive. So download them and let us know how they work. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're also, you can buy these physical devices if you want. One website where you can buy them is tallycounter.co.uk. So shout out to them. And let me tell you how much a tally counter runs for. What is your guess? Ariel, like well, before you looked it up, how much did you think they would cost? So a nice one, $14.99 was my guess. What about you? I would have guessed $20, but if someone had told me that they actually were, like, weirdly expensive, I would have believed them. Because of, like, the mechanical processes going on underneath? Yeah, I don't know. It just seems like something that could be surprisingly expensive, like $50. So Uline sells them for, sells, like, a really nice-looking one for, it looks like $20. A really nice, and we'll post a photo of this in our, on our Instagram counties. Uline sells them. Amazon sells a pack of seven for, it looks like, $8.49. And those are actually, the pack of seven come in a lot of really great colors if you ever needed seven tally counters. but And if you ever needed your tally counter to be a fun color. <laughs> <laughs> and these are electronic, so I don't know. Take it or leave it. I, I think I would like the analog version. It looks like you can get one on Amazon for as low as three eighty nine. See, my concern with the cheap ones, though, is that they would break really easily. Like, I, I feel like I've had, you know, when we talked about step counters. Yes, Like, yes. if you don't pay for a good one, the little, like, cheap ones break immediately. You get, like, two days or, worth of step counts. Yeah, or they count things that are not quite steps. You like, could, we don't want that. Yeah, like, we talked about you can all shake the kids them. shaking them. We don't want that. We're looking for a legit tally counter and a legit pedometer. So we wanted to close out with a weird story that we found. You'd be surprised to know, counties, that if you Google tally counter, beyond what you can buy on Amazon and a little bit of history on Wikipedia, there's really not that much. I Googled the phrase tally counter, pop culture, and almost nothing came up. <laughs> I'm, <laughs> I'm not, shocked by that, truly. Yeah, they're not well represented, and I think we should change that, but not today. Well, I, I mean... I actually think that today we are making a change to that and we're really standing up for something we believe in by actually talking about tally counters in, uh, and I believe our podcast will reach the masses. It, it will reach the masses, but it will also be a cultural icon of this time. Mm. And and so I, I do think down the road, Justice when, people, for tally counters. when people look up tally counters in pop culture, they'll find counter programming. <sighs> 
Well, that's the only thing I care about, tally counters today and every day. So we wanted to tell you about something that we found on recordsetter.com. Yeah, it's hilarious that Record Setter is a is a dot com, but you know. Yeah. You know, there you can buy any dot com nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> so recordsetter.com. I guess it's where you can find a whole bunch of videos of people setting records of a variety of categories. So we found one called Fastest Time to Complete 50 Clicks on a Tally Counter. And this comes to us from John Stanley. And look, I could be the first person to like this record. Oh, I found the one that says Fastest Time to Complete 100 Clicks. Well, why don't we talk about both of them? So funny that we got different pages. Oh, my God. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so... John Stanley clicked a tally counter 50 times in 5.2 seconds. I wonder if yours is double. Mine is also a record set by Mr. John Stanley himself. (laughs) (laughs) And Mr. John Stanley clicked a tally counter 100 times in 10.6 seconds. And that means that he's not keeping up his average of 5.2 every 50, right? His thumb got tired. He got a little tired. So I wonder what that would mean if he went up to 9,999. I wonder, too. What year did he he do yours in? 2012. What about you? Me, too. Oh, my gosh. He really was busy in 2012. (laughs) I would like to give him a run for his money. Can you get me a tally counter? Yeah, I think that'd be a good season wrap present for you. (laughs) We're getting... Let me just say that. I'll say this in case any counties want to get in on this from our Patreon page. Um... (laughs) If we're going to get customized counter-programming tally counters, so if anyone's interested, oh my God, that's a good please idea. DM us. <laughs> we'll be selling them on Patreon. <laughs> oh, my God. Oh, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I don't know if that was clear. Well, Sherelle, with that, I think we've given the counties as much as we can possibly give them about tally counters. and I'm we- impressed by our ability to stretch. I, I won't lie. <laughs> And with that, I think we can say goodbye for for this week on Counter Programming. Like we said, next week we are bringing you our great big crossover episode with Every Day is a Food Day. Get excited for that. In preparation, make sure you are subscribed to both us and them. You can do that wherever you get your podcasts. Daniel Turk makes our show sound incredible. You can find his work at robotslap.com. Thank you, Daniel. Our music that you're listening to is by Jason Shaw, and it's called Tennessee Hayride. You can find us on Instagram at counterprogrammingpod. Slide into our DMs. Let us know how you're feeling about this season. Let us know how you're feeling about this somewhat weird, off-the-cuff episode we just did. Let's give a few shout-outs. We have like a lot of loyal fans this season who have been listening to every single episode and we really appreciate that and because we're off the cuff let's say hello to a few of them let's give some shout outs shout out to bethany Berger. shout out to bethany Berger. she's listening to us from jackson mississippi you may remember that she was a guest on our laminate episode so go check that out shout out to rabbi matt dreffin who also listens to us from jackson mississippi we have a lot of listeners there and he listens to us while running and he's getting really good at running that he is shout out to zary who listens to us from new york and who sends us additional information we could include because you know the counting never stops shout out to urbis who is learning English via our podcast, and we appreciate that very, very much. He does a great job at sliding into our DMs Mm -hmm. episode and letting us know what he thinks. So shout out to Urbis, 
Everybody should strive to be more like him. Say hello in the DMs. Bye, Ariel. Bye, Shira. Bye, counties. Bye, counties. Bye, tally counters. Ugh, Get been- your vaccines. <laughs>